Blog Talk Radio. And welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Voodoo Rootwork Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Best Forestal, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Clifford Lowe of clifflow.com in scenic Phoenix, New Jersey, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestal, California, and Conjurman of Conjurman Consulting in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by our special guest, Deacon Millett of FortWalters.org and the High Desert of California, bringing us today's topic on Valentine's Day magic. They will take calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo conjure or root work as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Condranet. Miss Kat. Hi. How are, you, how are you today, Clifford? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm just fine as can be. It's a sunny day here in California. I have no idea what the weather is like in Teaneck. Give us a report. Just above freezing, which is comfortable enough. Better than what was happening before. It was chilling me to the bones. Ah, oh, my goodness. All righty. Well, Valentine <laughs> comes early. Valentine's comes early in Teaneck, New Jersey. And um, I've always wondered how people who live in the East Coast handle Valentine's Day when it's cold outside, because to me it's like it's sunny, you know, the camellias are in bloom, all is well, you know, it's Valentine's Day. We snuggle a lot. Ah, the (laughs) snuggling, of course. How could I have forgotten that? The The cuddly weather. All right. Well, out here everything is very lovely. I do have some important news to report, and I'm just going to kind of quickly shove this out. Uh, we are officially working hard to get the um, 2022 Hoodoo Heritage Festival virtual, that was in parentheses, virtual, together. The um, the actual dates, I believe, are the 13th and 14th of August. Tickets will be on sale very, very soon. We had our first committee meeting. We are a committee of the Association of Independent spiritual churches and we had our first committee meeting and we um, got together and um, we talked a bunch the people who are uh, participating and organizing it included Ms. Robin who's always been involved in these festivals since the very beginning when she came up with the idea Um, Lady Muse Papa G and yours truly with help and assistance from Deacon Millet and Nagashiva Ironwood kind of on the side <laughs> and uh, we are pushing forward we already have some people lined up with presentation topics lined up and we have some people lined up with no presentation topics and we have some open slots mm. so 
Um, we are looking for members of AIR. They're always given precedence. And then people who are um, well-known, uh, well-respected root workers from outside of AIR have presented before. This is not an AIR exclusive, even though AIR is the um, the side committee that goes from also under the AISC. So Association of Independent Readers and Root Works, many of the presenters will be from that group, maybe all of them. We don't know yet. So give us a couple of um, weeks to get this all ironed out. I will give you another progress report next week. But it is happening. It is happening. Save your shekels, as Stanley used to stay, say. And um, and because uh, we're going to have tickets on sale very, very soon. Yes, to answer the big question that no one wants to ask, yes, there will be goodie boxes again. And as always, the goodie box contains materials you will need for the workshops that are being presented, and they function as a rebate on your ticket price because you're going to end up with a great deal of stuff in the box, and you would not get that unless you bought the ticket. And um, included in the uh, ticket price will be in the box, there'll be some books, some new books, and I'm here to say that at least one of them will be by yours truly, me, Cat Ironwood, and one of them is going to be by my dear friend and fellow Taurus, Papa G. So, and there may be more. We're not, we're, we're all, mm-hmm. it's all circling right now. We're kind of coming up with ideas. So, that's where we're at right now. It is happening Get your funds together. Mark it on your calendar. It's virtual. You do not have to fly, drive, or take the train. You can just come on out, um, and we will be doing the, what we've done before. If you don't know about it, if you're new to the Hoodoo Heritage Festival virtual, um, we will give a 45-minute approximately pre-recorded workshop presentation, which will include work that you will do, make things, with what's in your goodie box for that particular workshop. And then there'll be a 15-minute question and answer period. And after that, there'll be a half hour where if you have signed up to get a reading from one of the readers, all of whom are known to us, this is not just you know random readers, um, you can then you know go to a private reading room um, with Zoom and get your reading and then come back in time for the next uh, uh, workshop and there are going to be 10 workshops like we have usually done and that will take two days five workshops per day so there's going to be a lot happening it's going to be a lot of fun stay in touch and um, I'm hoping that very soon we'll have some announcements at the Hoodoo, Festival, Hoodoo Heritage Festival website it has its own website but if you go there now it's just going to tell you about last year so be patient We've got a lot of moving parts, plus which we have a lot of new air members on the runway, as I call them. They are taxiing and waiting to to take off. These are people who have have been readers and root workers for two years or more, graduated from my Hoodoo Root Work Correspondence course, and either are currently members of Hoodoo Psychics or intend to become members of AIR and Hoodoo Psychics. And that is going to be a huge amount of work as well as getting the books together, getting the goodie boxes together, getting the workshops together. And as always, 
We will have a two-page flyer or PDF that you can print out for each workshop, and those will eventually be gathered together in a big uh, Festschrift book, which is this one will be called the blue folder. We had the black folder. We had the red folder. We're working on the blue folder. So that's my news. I hope I managed to fit it into the allotted time. Now I'll drink some tea and sit back and let Conjurman tell me what's going on in his life. There you go. Those are are fantastic updates and very exciting to see both the Hoodoo Heritage Festival come together, which is always fantastic. I mean, it's always a great deal. Not only do people learn an amazing amount, but they get so much uh, in return. They get to attend in, in a community but also get some really goodies. But also seeing air grow is always a beautiful, beautiful sight. So that's fantastic. Um, I've I've been quite busy. I actually just finished two back-to-back readings that were, like, completely different from each other, but they all went so well. The first was um, a a reading about someone who was interested, speaking of people joining air, this person was interested in becoming a reader, um, and they wanted to know what their talents and skills were. And these are such fun readings to do because you get an opportunity to really dive into people's spiritual uh, path. What is it that they, what's the, their skills at? What is their, you know, abilities at? Are they going to be a good reader? What type of reading should they pick up? So I'm always, uh, this is a really cool way of looking at people's natal chart, but also giving them practical advice like, okay, you have a lot of earth in your chart, so you're likely going to be working with a lot of earth magic. You're going to be working with powders and dirt and probably jars. Oh, it looks like you're probably going to be skilled in talismanic magic. It's really cool to kind of look at that uh, and examine it. This particular approach also allows me to see what their guardian spirit is, the name of their guardian jinn or angel. So that was really fun. You're an opportunity to explore really what a person's spiritual path is. And then like 30 minutes before the show, I had another reading today, which was very much in line of uh, Valentine's Day. This person had not had uh, good luck in love for, for quite some time, about three or four years. And we were looking to see there's a solar revolution reading that look what the future ahead looks like for them. Uh, and the good news is, you know, it's going to look very, very good, with, especially with Venus moving into Pisces uh, a little bit. Venus is a little funky in March, but then when Venus moves into Pisces, things are going to look very good for this particular client. So it was really a busy day doing readings, uh, but both extraordinarily enjoyable. Wow. Well, you're you're getting really different readings than I am. I'm getting yeah, it was very interesting. I'm, Usually we I'm line getting up. A, I'm getting. A, I I think the love people have gone away, and I'm getting a lot of people wanting to know if they should change their job, or what's blocking their money, and um, it's been real interesting because the answers are not always the same. Like one person was right. cursed by someone at okay. their work and. You know, mm-hmm. and another one was um, just picked the wrong job out of desperation when they came back to the workforce for COVID. And from COVID, they picked the wrong job, and now they got to undo it was everything. Right and, yeah, it was just they were they were scared, and they just jumped and went to some place that they hate. <laughs> so, and they uh, knew they were going to hate really it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's been what I've been doing is a lot of money stuff, um, but uh, it's been fun. And I have also um, been doing an awful lot of work lately um, with making oils and um, and also, you know, signing books for people to buy. Mm. So I've been keeping my hand in. And that reminds me, there was one other announcement I wanted to make. 
Lucky Mojo shop has been closed since the uh, pandemic struck. And right now, our our state and our county are trembling on the brink of will they allow people to gather mm, yeah. indoors and this and that and the other and how many people and how many masks and how many vaccinations and all of that. Right. So we are planning a soft opening of the shop on March 21st, first day of spring. Oh, great. And we may, in fact, I'm going to say right now, as the way things are going right now, it will be limited to four appointments per day because we've got to mm. sanitize and everything in between. We've got a small right. staff. And we're going to ask that people wear a mask and be able to show a vaccination card or be you know be known to us that we trust them. That's they, smart. they say they're yeah. vaccinated. And um, we're going to have four appointments per day, and then we're going to see how we can increase it. The reason for this is that we have a very small physical shop, and the aisles are very tight. And it's been yeah. very common. People say, come down here and help me with this oil. I need to know about this herb. And you're stuck in this little aisle with these people, like a little library aisle. And we don't want to be doing that. So what we're yeah. going to do is yeah. we will not follow you down the aisle. <laughs> but <laughs> you can go down the aisle yourself and shout out, tell me about this herb, and you can come back and stand by the counter yeah. and we'll tell you. But that's what we're going to be doing, hopefully, March 21st. So, and well, we know there's my, so uh, many people. Fingers crossed yeah. for you. Yeah, well, thank you. All right, that is our reality. Um, yeah, I think it's really I, smart. Uh, anyone who has any issue with this is like, is going to lose them, is lost their mind. This is such a smart way of moving forward, Kat. And it's an indication that y'all are on the right track because this is why California's death numbers are low. This is why their infection numbers are low because they vaccination cards. Wear your mask. Yeah. Just be careful, right? This is a smart way yeah. to do it. It is also interesting, though, that I should say that our readings aren't lining up this thing. Because usually, I mean, if anyone who's listened to this show, very similar reading style or very similar reading themes, it always aligns. And when I'm doing success clients, success clients are also coming to you. So I'm interested to see what Deacon Millett's readings look like. If he's similar well, to us, like, he's doing something completely different, too. Yeah. Well, let's let's bring on Deacon Millett. Now, those of you who don't know him, well, you must be new to this show. So um, Deacon Millett has been doing reading and root work for, I hate to say it, but decades. And he is um, the president of the, of the board of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches. He has his own church, Four Altars Gospel Sanctuary. He has been the reading wrangler for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival for many years. He Mm -hmm. is a um, co-author with me on the revised edition of Secrets of the Crystal Silence League and also on Hoodoo Food, which is another book we did on magical cookery. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what else much I can say about Deacon Millett except for he's one of the nicest people in the world. Yeah, and, so, and author of the sugar of the sugar spell book. Oh my gosh, of course, and he wrote the oh, honey and you. sugar spells. He yeah, wrote yeah. honey and sugar spells. That's right. Who do honey and sugar spells and who do return and reconciliation spells, yeah. which are wonderful Very books. Popular. One is about yeah, one is about the method of using sweeteners in in magic, and the other is about the condition of bringing someone back to you. I'm so sorry, I forgot that. Thank you for catching it. So, a welcome to the show, Deacon Millet, and it's good to have you here again. Welcome, my friend. As always, thanks for having me. 
Oh, my God, and I forgot to say you're also the um, owner-operator of Hoodoo Psychics, where I read. <laughs> I think your resume, is, your resume is too long to recite on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like trying Uh-oh. to read out your. <laughs> well, it, my readings have been very interesting. I've been doing a lot of double readings, by which I mean that in a half hour, people want to talk about their love life and their work life. Um, wow. And so I, I try to hit it quickly on both both counts. But yeah, it's been an interesting um, time. People are, I think, financially frustrated. Um, and I, I hope that we can help them move forward and see a path ahead. Um, but uh, I've had a really nice time this week. <clears throat> um, Friday I did beautiful sunny weather here in Baltimore on Friday, and I did three honey jars, and they were just glowing in the sun, and mm. just really, really nice. And then woke up this morning, and the ground is covered in snow. The birds went crazy today. They were just all singing. It was like, no matter the, the snow, they they felt like spring was here, and they were happy, happy, happy about it. So um, I don't know. It's it's going to be a an interesting Valentine's Day tomorrow with that mix. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about Valentine's Day magic. And um, I'm going to just bring in a little intro, and then we'll all take turns you know, taking a turn at the subject. So Valentine's Day, as most people know, uh, originated as a Catholic holiday. And it really celebrates the martyrdom of a guy who was killed, which isn't the most lucky Mm -hmm. and loved thing, right? But for whatever reason, it also became associated with the idea of heart imagery, chocolates, roses, which usually aren't even blooming then, so they're hothouse roses. If they had made the azalea the flower of Valentine's Day, or, Mm. you know, it would have been made more sense, or the camellia, but no, it's the rose. And so this (laughs) modern Valentine's Day comes out of the post-industrial revolution era, where things could Mm -hmm. be whisked around the country by train, there were hothouse roses, there was chocolate all the time, and um, especially cream-filled chocolates are associated with this. And um, for some reason, for Easter, uh, egg-shaped chocolates. So the chocolate manufacturing companies are working overtime right now on the Valentine's Day and then the Easter chocolates. Oh, and also the rabbit-shaped chocolates. So um, mm-hmm. this is this is the Valentine's Day that I grew up in, that I to know. But there's a lot more going on as a opportunity for people in love to celebrate and also to mark their love. A lot of proposals of marriage are made on Valentine's. A lot of people date on Valentine's. And I'm just going to throw in one thing here. When I talk to love clients, I often ask them, you know, how's it going? Is it moving the way you want it to go? Is it moving forward? Mm -hmm. What do you, you know, are you moving toward marriage? Are you moving toward having a child? Where are you going with that? And sometimes people call me because they're expressing discontent 
either at the speed or pace at which the love affair is developing or Mm -hmm. the direction it's going. It's up and down instead of steady state or it's up and down Mm -hmm. instead of um, gradually increasing in in, uh, intensity. So I talk to people about picking a date and there are dates that are good dates for them Mm -hmm. to do their work and then reassess. So the dates Mm -hmm. that I usually give people, depending on when they were born and what time of year it is we're talking, the birthday of you, the birthday of your lover, New Mm -hmm. Year's, always a good time. And if, if we're past Valentine's and it's like into the fall, I'll say, well, you know, let's look at the 4th of July or let's look at Halloween or let's look at Thanksgiving. Let's look at your winter holiday according to your religion, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. But Valentine's Day is a really good date to assess. And so you want to do intense work. Today is the day before Valentine's. If you have any love issues, I want you when this radio show ends to do some of the work that we're talking about here today. See what happens tomorrow. Because Valentine's Day is both a good starting day for love work it's also a good cutoff day if you've worked long and hard and gotten no results. So that's my intro to Valentine's Day. Let me turn this over to Deacon Millett. Well, I think that one of the things about Valentine's Day um, is that it's a day of expectations. Mm-hmm. And I think that that leads a lot of couples into difficulty. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> For myself, Valentine's Day has never been a problem. It was New Year's Day. And I'll just tell you, you know, there was a New Year's Day, and it was very special to me. And I I had put a lot into we're going to be together, we're going to watch the fireworks together, we're going to kiss at midnight, and that kiss in my head will mean that we'll be mm. together for a year, right? Mm-hmm. If you kiss at midnight, it's going to be a whole year. And... Um, he walked off to find something, and we did not share that midnight kiss. And it devastated me. This was many, many years ago. <laughs> um, it was easier to devastate me then. Um, and I think Valentine's Day, don't, don't make up in your head how this day is going to go tomorrow. Don't Mm. tell yourself that, oh, well, it's just going to be the most romantic, most perfect, most whatever day that you've ever seen. Because if anything goes wrong, if anything doesn't hold up to your expectations, it's going to just feel like the bottom has dropped out of your earth. Um, And that's that's never a good feeling. So um, try to enjoy whatever beautiful little things that Valentine's Day may bring to your relationship, but know that, hey, if you're in one, you're in a relationship. The other thing about Valentine's Day, um, I I was had a group of friends back when uh, none of us were doing well in the romance department, and we nicknamed it Great Big Blowing Void Day. Um, <laughs> but there is, there is something particularly awful about not having a lover on Valentine's Day. It, it makes a lot of people um, descend into a really uh, dark place. And it's just a day. 
it's just a day. Use that to go, I'm going to recommit myself to the universe bringing me the exact right lover for me. And do, do something pleasant for yourself, something that shows that you love yourself. Um, but yeah, it's all, it's all been terribly overblown. And I think it's a distinctly um, uh, American phenomenon that we've, you know, shipped out to the whole rest of the world. Um, you know, let's, let's create a merchandisable moment Mm-hmm. People feel bad about how their lives are going, so they have to buy things to feel better. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and it's just, it's, it's too bad. The Capricorn so has come that. out. The Capricorn has come out. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here in the chat. Doc Murphy said the best day is the day after Valentine's Day because chocolate is half off. I love it. Amen. The only day better is November 1st, (laughs) you know, when we can all go out and get all of our Halloween supplies for the coming year. All the coffin boxes you could want. (laughs) All the coffin boxes and cauldron your heart desires. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> so, so Conjurman, what is your take on Valentine's Day as a magical day? And um, yeah. and what kind of magic do you do on Valentine's Day? So uh, I think that Deacon Mill is actually giving some very wise advice here, and this is why we love our, our Capricorns. I think there is a good deal of pressure that's placed on this one day. Um, and I think uh, this is something that, that has... Um, particularly with with the experience of, I think, modern societies and commercializations has made things a little difficult for people. So people are stressed, mm-hmm. people are worried. Um, I, I always see an uptake of clients. Like I said, one of the readings today was about love work. Uh, was like, hey, am I ever going to find love? I seem to kind of get that roughly around Valentine's Day. Then they disappear until summer. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. summer they come back around. Or, or am I going to am I going to get laid this summer? Like this is a very common. So that it's a, it's a period of stress. So the first thing I would tell clients is take a deep breath. Like you can, it's just another day. It can be meaningful if you want it to be meaningful. If you wanted to celebrate love that you have together then please use any opportunity to celebrate love, whether it's this particular day or any other particular day. Magically, I don't always do a magical work around St. Valentine's Day, though I do tell clients who come from a folk Catholic background that it is a good day to commemorate the actual St. Valentine's who eventually does get associated with marriage. So if, if you take a more somber kind of approach to celebration, then that's a thing to do. But you can certainly do magic if you want it. As it so happens, this particular Valentine's Day is a good time to do magic in general. Um, I tend to time a lot of the things I do to the moon. The moon is in a good position right now. It also happens to be the Lunar Mansions is really great this week. So during Valentine's Day, it's in the 10th mansion, Ajaba, which is a bit of a contradictory mansion. This is in the early, late stages of Cancer, early stages of Leo, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a contradictory mansion. It does stuff like 
firm captives, but it also brings love between two people. So that might be a good time to do some love magic work to, to, to light some candles. But even better than that, in my humble opinion, it's actually going to be this Friday. So I'll call it Valentine's Week rather than Valentine's Day. Friday, the moon will be in the 13th mansion, Al-Awa, which is very much about doing love unbinding work, particularly if you have some form of impotency or you feel like your partner is unable to come to you or love you or something is holding them back. Really good time to do that type of magic, but also to foster love between people. So if you were wise and you came, you know, interested in these type of timings, you might do some type of magical work on Friday in the hour of Venus. Really good time to be lighting some candles, getting some honey jars going. If you want to do something on Valentine's Day itself, what I encourage is actually tricked gifts. Because it's the day of giving gifts, and there is some level of pressure there, it's a really good opportunity to say, hey, all right, I'm going to do some trick gifts. My favorite and the one that I've taught clients is actually making your own chocolate heart. Get yourself a, a tin. Very easy to find online. You can find them anywhere. You can even go to a store right now and find plenty of heart-shaped tins. Uh, melt some semi-sweet chocolate in a double boiler, and then add in honey that you've worked for about a few days. So I always tell people to get a honey jar. I prefer to work with sugar personally for this. So if you've got some type of sugar jar working that you've kept in your house, that you've placed yourself and your partner or your partner to be in, and you've been stirring it for a while, praying over that thing, open it up, take some of that sugar out, add it into that melted honey and I'm into that melted chocolate in the double broiler, pour that thing into the uh, heart shaped tin, let it settle, pray over that thing and give it as a gift. Let that person eat that chocolate, let them swallow that honey, that sugar, let them swallow that sweetness and bring that love into your life. So tricked gift is a big thing for me uh, during Valentine's Day. If you've got a uh, honey uh, sugar jar spell working, use that. Make someone's favorite food. Melt some chocolate, add it into that chocolate. Really great opportunity to do work along those lines. If that person isn't into chocolates, maybe you'll just make a really cool meal and you'll make dessert at the end some type of cookies mm-hmm. or cakes, use the sugar from that sugar girl spell and add it into it. Pray over it. Really great opportunity for that. If you like flavors, adding a little bit of cinnamon for heat, really good. Pray over that cinnamon to heat things up. Uh, all really great techniques, tricked gifts, tricked foods, wonderful for Valentine's Day. That's really that's really great. There's also this book, which uh, Deacon Millet and I worked yeah. on along with a lot of contributors, called Hoodoo Food. And it's a $9 book. I will be honest, it's one of our slower sellers. And I've always wondered why, because people always like to do tricksy work with food, but maybe they think, I've, I know it all. But there's some recipes in there that will blow your mind. And there are some recipes for <laughs> chocolate truffles and other, um, you know, chocolate strawberries and things like that. There's one called Red Hot Passion Strawberries and things like that. There's really some good stuff in there which um, are useful for Valentine's Day or for any love offering. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. there's also a, a list of the uh, meanings of the uh, flowers that are used to, you know, like candied flowers that are used to decorate oh, yeah. uh, chocolates and things like that. So that's kind of very 
very cool. Oh, yeah. Um, the three the three keys to, to really successful love in hoodoo, and not only drawing love, but keeping love, the three parts mm-hmm. of the body that in traditional hoodoo you target are the feet, the genitals, mm-hmm. and the stomach. Those are the three parts. There's a very strong tradition. And I think this is where people sometimes come to hoodoo outside of the cultural context. They may not have been growing up in the black community or don't have a lot of black friends. They don't quite understand the idea that Love is through the stomach. And I know that sounds very Torian, but in voodoo in particular, there's this idea that you feed a man, that you feed your partner, that you feed your lover, mm-hmm. you draw love through food. And so hoodoo food should be a yes. bestseller because <laughs> foods are really, really powerful traditional conjure. And let me tell you, of all the types of tricks working that you can do, if you can feed somebody, you've got them. You've got right. them. Right. Now, Dr. Sweets asked in the chat, what spirits do you guys petition for Valentine's Day work? Obvious one, St. Valentine's and maybe Cupid and Venus. Um, well, I'm not, I mean, Cupid is a good one, but because that's, again, that's a sort of a modern American idea. It came out of that 1920s cute baby art, 19-teens, 1920s cute baby art, that these Cupids were everywhere on greeting cards. Um mm-hmm. I like Venus. It just so happens that right now we're going through this extended kind of weirdly up and down Venus conjunct Mars time period. Mm. And although the dance, yes, exactly. And although in um, schools of astrology, Mars is said to um, afflict Venus because like Mars is too tough for Venus, but let me just tell you, Venus is plenty tough and can take it. Okay? So they are um, conjunct in Capricorn. And when Venus and Mars are conjunct, it's a really good time to do balanced spells of sexual luxury and sexual focused energy. And just to make it clear here, this does not only mean heterosexual couplings, but it means in every individual there are spiritual elements that want to, you know, just lay on their back and be, you know, petted. And there are spiritual elements that want to thrust. And so they're in alignment right now. And this is a very good time for sex magic generally. So I'm going to put in a little plug for my book, Down Home Sex Magic. And in that Mm, book, there are a lot of uh, ideas about um, how to put together sex spells, um, from the hoodoo tradition and also using some basic magical principles like pairing two things, two things that make a good pair. So um, I would use the spirits of Venus and Mars this year, but another year it might be something different. And there have been Valentine's Day where Venus is like super under affliction and it's just not a good Valentine's Day. This one happens to have some pretty strong power in Capricorn not the mm. best place for Venus, but she's still, in her own terms, so she's got some. Yeah, some, yeah, she's, she's in her own she's, space. She's on yeah, her own she's, couch. <laughs> yeah, she's strong. She's strong, and um, a strong Venus is a good Venus in my world. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. the answer that I have for Doctor Sweet. And of course, not all work involves petitioning spirits. Yeah, of course. Um, so there's a. Uh, 
another idea that we can put with this, what are the flowers of Venus? What are the flowers of Mars? It's interesting that they go together because Mars's color is generally red. Valentine's Day has red things. And mm-hmm. Venus is, tends to be coral-colored or green. So a bouquet with roses and red roses together, the green supplied by the leaves, makes a very nice um, bouquet. However, as I said before, it's going to be hothouse roses because it's February. And I am one who believes that a good batch of red carnations will do the trick just fine, and they're mm. a whole lot cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a big uh, I mean I'm a, I'm an astro mage so all about uh the planets. I would work with Venus, but not everyone works with astrology or astrological magic. And I tell people all the time like the most powerful person to invoke or the most powerful force to invoke is God. You know, you don't you don't mm-hmm. need to find other spirits or forces. God himself. If you think God has nothing to do with love or magic, man, you get some fucking weird ideas about God. Go and read the Bible. Go and read the Songs of Solomon. Oh, man, is that some erotic stuff. You read the Songs of Solomon for any type of love work, and let me tell you, God wants to see you happy. God wants to see you getting laid. God wants to see you, uh, you know, in a loving relationship. It is your God-given duty in or a God-given right. In, in hoodoo, again, there's no dichotomy between spirit and matter. And in the, there's a very traditional understanding that the person who is blessed by God is wealthy, has a good family, getting good sex. Uh, and has, has a fantastic home. All of those things are part of the understanding of being blessed. And so you're supposed to be having sex. You're supposed to be having a loving partner or partners, whatever floats your boat, right? Um, like, don't feel like, oh, I can't reach out to God. I can't ask him for me to get laid. I can't ask him for love. Of course you can ask the creator of the whole world, the creator of love itself, uh, for, for love in your life. So light a candle and read the songs of Solomon. I'm just going to read a verse here. Just for the first chapter, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is better than wine. Your anointing oils are fragrant. Your name is oil poured out. Come on, people. That's all you need right there. I'm gonna and I'm gonna put in a, a a vote for Psalms 45, which I always call the oh, aria yeah. that got left out of the opera that is the Song of Solomon. <laughs> yeah. um, they just didn't have room on the vinyl for that one aria, and um, Psalms 45 is um, you know also pretty hot, and it also contains oh, yeah. a recipe for oil of gladness, which you are to yes. um, massage your lover uh, with oil of gladness presumably to make them glad. And so again, th- these are things that the Bible has certainly represented to us to do and and those are, you know, you know, sure ask Solomon for help if you don't want. If you feel embarrassed going to God the Father and say, "Hey, I want to fuck." Go ask Solomon. He knew how to fuck. He wrote about it. Mhm. <laughs> anyway, uh and the story of Solomon and the Queen of Sheba is a story worth repeating. I like it a lot. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the Bible itself is a good book of love, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, there's another um, thing that I think about when working Valentine's Day spells. And these are Valentine's cards. Um, nowadays, the giving of cards is mostly virtual, mostly electronic. Um, that's okay. But there are still people who love to receive cards, and there are people who love to send them. And one reason is that they can be dressed and fixed. 
So a Valentine's card can be powdered lightly with any of the um, love powders. Like Come To Me even has a Valentine's heart on the label. And so those are a fire of love has a heart on the label. So you can just take a little of that, blow it on the card, and you know, shake it off and send that card. Now it's a little late to send them by mail today, so deliver it in person. When you give that gift of the chocolate or that gift of the roses or whatever that thing is going to be, that's where you give the card, and the card will be dressed. When the person opens the card and touches those powders that you've prayed over and um, is unaware, again, they've been touched by the, uh, the, the love impulse that you are sending to them. So sachet powders, really good for... Um, Doc Murphy says, dress the heck out of that card. Yes, but be subtle. Be discreet. Always shake it and blow off the powder. You don't want them to go, what the hell came out of this card? You know, that's not what you want. (laughs) Some some people who are smokers will use the incenses to kind of add to it. If they smoke and if their lover smokes Mm. and they're all tobaccoized, they don't even notice that there's an incense smoke scent to it. So that will work also. However... If your lover is one of those super clean vegans with a really great sense of smell, don't do yeah, it because don't, they'll don't go, oh, this all smells all smoky, right? Yeah, so you yeah, want to yeah. make sure when you dress something that you do it appropriately. And then, of course, if you mail a letter to someone, you want to um, – well, it used to be that you sealed the stamp with a kiss. But now you can't because they have self-stick stamps. So you have to kiss – where you're going to put the stamp and then put the stamp on it. Yeah. Well, I, or kiss I really the seal recommend. of the envelope. Oh, yeah, that's great. I really recommend uh, spraying it actually with your perfumer cologne very lightly. Uh, uh, that, I think, uh, alternative to is a really great alternative to incense. Uh, if you've created particularly a, a scent that is unique to you, for example, if you have a perfume that you wear regularly or cologne that you wear regularly that they may associate with you. Uh, this is important too because memory is so strongly tied to scent, which is one of the reasons why when we smell certain things like, oh, I'm thinking about her or oh, I'm thinking about him, right? You get that very mm-hmm. clear. So you can actually pray over that uh, cologne or perfume. You can add a couple drops of your favorite uh, condition oil to that perfume or oil. So a couple drops have come to me, a couple drops of love me, follow me, boy, follow me, girl, whatever. Just a couple drops, not enough to overpower the scent of the cologne. Shake it up, pray over this thing, and then hold it at a distance and just very lightly spray the, the card. Very lightly spray the card so it has your scent on it. And in fact, you don't need to hide it. When you give them the card, go smell it. Go ahead and smell it. And they're like, oh, it smells like you. And you're like, that's right, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now just take inhaled me. So you could, you don't even need to hide the sneaky trick that much. You just need to just spray it and then at a distance, not enough to leave like a big wet block up there, but just light light spray at a distance and then tell them to sniff it. Smell it. I have a surprise, smell it. And they will do it. So so that's really great. And in, in the chat, um, Nagashiva said, pass it between your legs. That's a good mm-hmm. way. And Cousin Joshua says, I love the beautiful paper magic of cards and wax seals. Wax seals are great. Always demand to see your options for stamps at the post office or online. If you buy your stamps online, there are some really ugly stamps out there. And there are some really beautiful stamps. And orchids are very nice for um, love letters because orchids tend to look like female lady parts. If you're a lady, 
um, and when you know, it's just a nice gesture. But there are other um, stamps that will have a, a evocative feeling for the person to whom you're sending the the piece. Um, so, how about um, Deacon Millet? Do you have anything more to add about that? Well, I think that um, the one thing that you've left out is sealing the envelope. And, you know, a finger with some sexual fluids on it, under that seal of the envelope, is always kind of a, a mm-hmm. perfect little ending to these sorts of things. Yes, that's that's a good one. Um, yes, I was subtle. I said a kiss, but yes. <laughs> Even better than a kiss. <laughs> um, well, you know, we try to keep this... Semi G rated here. Um, <laughs> yeah. PG thirteen today. PG thirteen today. I wanted yeah. to ask if if maybe Ali our countryman could share his um, his rose bath with people who are going to be um, perhaps alone on Valentine's Day. It seems like that would be a good day to do it. What do you oh, think? Yeah, I'm happy. yeah, I think that I'd be happy to do share that. And I think you're right on the money. Uh, this is a great time. If you're having, particularly if you've gone a while without love and you're going to be alone, you're like, oh, no, I don't want to spend 2022 alone again. Love Uncrossing might be the real thing for you to do. It's a great opportunity for you to do it. For those that have been listening to the show, I've been giving it out for years, but it's a really great recipe, uh, and it works. It really kind of unblocks if you got tangled up in love, if you've been hurt in love, if something is holding you back. What you do is you get, and there's, you know, you can alter it slightly, but what you do is you get rue and violet leaves, and you brew that into a tea. Then you draw yourself a bath. This is going to be a soaking bath. You'll add the tea into that bath that you've poured out for yourself, drawn out for yourself. Add in some milk. Add in some honey, a couple drops of love me oil, a couple drops of uncrossing oil, very light uncrossing oil, more strongly on the love oil. Then cover it with rose petals and let yourself luxuriate in it. It's a really good bath. Uh, It's inspired by the ancient Egyptian formula of milk and honey, which is found in the brilliant book by by Deacon Millet on um, honey magic. So you can find honey and milk workings there. But this particular bath is both good for your skin. It also helps to really unblock, uncross, really remove any tangles. But the trick is, once you're finished with the bath, and you can repeat it as many times as possible, you must then put yourself out there. Be like, I'm ready for love. I'm going to open myself up and see what comes my way. And if you do this, you'll find love. It'll come in your way. Now, if you're if you already have love and you want more, this same bath can be adapted in a slightly different yep. way. Yep. We mentioned violet leaf. Our contraband did. Violet leaves are shaped like hearts, so they're a natural mm-hmm. here. And the it's the rue and the uncrossing oil that make yep. this a love uncrossing oil. So exactly. you could take the minus the rue minus the uncrossing oil and add fire of love oil along with the mm. love me oil and add any kind of uh, like cubeb berries which are a hot yeah. passion for bohog. love bohog root is another bohog. one there's a lot of them go 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 to um Hudu at a glance and look up love herbs but i like cubeb because it's nice and it goes well with fire of love yeah, nice spice. So, so it's the same um, 
a type of a bath, but you've now changed the focus of it. So this would be good if you're going to be going out on a date and yeah. you want to, you know, you're not worried about being alone. You're you're really wanting to anticipate um, having yeah. power in the situ- situation oh, and yeah. having a lot of attractiveness. Yeah, I would add catnip to that as well. If you're going oh, out on a date, Cuba berries, yeah, Cuba berries, lime leaves, catnip. Ooh, Damiana. That, get them going. Damiana. Ooh, yes. There, yes. The truth is, there are an awful lot of of um, uh, uh, love herbs. There's a lot yes. of love herbs, and you can look them up at at Who Do at a Glance. Okay. If you're lucky enough and you've got a bathtub that will fit two people, mm. it, it's a perfect thing for a married couple. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm actually struck by this, and I, I want to ask both of you, and uh, Deacon Miller, and both of you do a great deal of love war, but this seems to be, I don't know if it's a, things have just changed now, but whenever I tell clients to take a bath with their partner, they're almost, like, surprised by it. Like, it, it just never crossed their mind, and maybe it's because the 9 to 5 has really messed with our, you know, you know, our ability to just kind of unwind or something. But to me, I'm like, yeah, if you're in a relationship, you should be doing a tricked bath with your partner, like, regularly. Mm-hmm. What a and great yeah. way to get things going, yeah. bathing each other, just well, sitting you know, in that I, wonderful bath. I, I, It's funny to me because I think the, the popularity of bathing together was, you know, on the wane with, with the idea of sanitary hygiene and the early yeah. mid-20th century. And then it came back with the... Um, the energy crisis, the water crisis, there was a whole lot of stuff going on. And Governor Jerry Brown of California told everyone that they should bathe and shower together. And he was considered a freak for saying it, but everyone started doing it because they liked it. But those days are now so far past that we're back on this idea of solitary hygiene. Personally, I don't like taking a shower or a bath without my husband. Never, no, I've never have. Lovely why would I? And it's not just to save water or hot water heater bills or anything like that. It's you know who's going to scrub my back if I'm all alone? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it really does surprise me. I think this is Deacon Mills right on the money with this. If you make this bath, get together with your partner. If you you want Valentine's Day plans, there you go. You don't need to do anything fancy. Draw yourself a beautiful bath. Cover that thing with rose petals. Light some candles that you've anointed with come to me, with love me. Set those up carefully within reason. Don't set your house on fire. But be smart about it. But get a nice solid candle that's placed in a, in a heat-proof candle dish of some sort. Set it out. And by that candlelight, just sit together in that bath. Hold each other. Look at each other. Talk to each other. Luxuriate. Let that time slow down. And if it leads to some fun times after, all the better. But, yeah, I think this – and this is beyond Valentine's Day. You can start it on Valentine's Day, but good Lord. Regular bath mm-hmm. with your partner, people. Foster that love. Well, Keep that heat going. Well, in the chat, Conjure Man, in the chat, people are talking about, well, the bathtub's too small. Well, oh, then – okay. That's um, possible. Well, that, you know, that's possible. Wash but your um, partner. But, but, you know, then get a bigger bathtub, for God's sake. It's your life. You know, I mean, come on. It's your life. You're gonna let the, the the corporate Uber lords make you live in a little concrete box in a cage? Come on, get yourself a bathtub for God's sake! You take I, control I, of your I, it's life. The, it's the big thing for me. So when I go to a place, if I whether I'm living in an apartment or a house, one of the first things when I do the walk, I check the bath. 
I don't, I'm like, oh, me too. I don't, I'm not, yeah, I check. I'm like, look, can I take a bath with someone in here? Is it big enough? And if it's no, that's one right. of the marks against it. I just immediately go, well, the you same know, way we're, like, again, we are very Venus driven people, Conjure Man. Yeah. I mean, well, the same way, what, like, what, I, what I, is, am, what is I, Venus without her bath? Right? Exactly. You know, you do things, you check, is, is it close to a good school? Am I surrounded by nature? These are the things you kind of want. For me, it's like, if you're moving, please check that bathtub. Can you have so, a cute bath together? So Doc Murphy says not if you're renting. But again, Doc Murphy, this is, a, you know, get some affirmative prayer going. If I have to rent. If I ain't renting a place without a good bathtub. But mm. if I'm renting, my real prayer to the divine is send me my property that I can live on and plant roses and and have a bathtub with a shower at whatever mm-hmm. I want. This is don't don't let yourself be put in those little cages. You know, it, be a, be free range. You know, be free range. We could, it we, really comes. You, you know, do. you know. I just read an article that was very depressing for Valentine's Day that people are having sex less often now than they have any time yes. in American this recorded history. Sperm counts true. are down. Uh, erectile dysfunction is up, infertility is up, and even sexual contacts are down. They've put something in the plastic, folks. I've been warning you about it for years. This is not a conspiracy theory. These are endocrine disruptors, estrogen mimickers. You've got to get yourself oh, the, free. The microplastic things is confirmed. Without a doubt, it's confirmed from erectile dysfunction to less amount. Of, it's like, yeah, not even remotely a conspiracy theory. It's already been confirmed that it has a deep effect on on all of us, but also, I think uh, there's a there, our society has really commodified sex to a certain degree that a lot of that intimacy is kind of killed, killed off, and so yeah, people are are more exper- like they're encountering sexualization, whether you're on dating apps or on porn or on the videos, you know, every every show is, but then they're having less of it in their daily lives, which is really weird. I always tell people, I'm like, you don't know this, but the older generations were fucking like crazy. They were they were having sex all the time. So for all right. this language of them being crude, it's actually not true. <laughs> the biggest That's right. Getting laid all the time. And there right. are, so look, if you're stuck in a situation where you don't have a bathtub, I get it. There's real, uh, you know, real financial constraints. So there are ways around it. Uh, and maybe uh, we can take real quick turns. All three of us can mention some tricks that you can do in the shower or when you don't have a bathtub. One thing that I would recommend is take the oils we mentioned add it into the, uh, the body wash or into the shampoo, and then take right. showers together. Everyone has a shower mm-hmm. at least. And if they do have a shower, then every morning or every night make it a deal that you guys will mm-hmm. do showers together. You'll get in and wash each other's backs and wash each other's hairs. I mean, I'm a man who shaves his head, so I can't relate. But if you've ever had someone run their hands through <laughs> your hair, ooh, right? That is mm-hmm. a very erotic experience, and it doesn't have to be very perfunctory. Take, take your time, lather their back, wash their hair, massage. You can make the shower as erotic as the bathtub. If you can't soak, you can certainly still have a luxurious experience in the shower standing up together. What about you two? Do you have suggestions for people who don't have baths, but ways that they can incorporate these sort of couple activities in, say, an apartment? I certainly do. Um, it's, you know, for Valentine's Day, offer to bathe your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, let let your partner recline oh, in the bath while you are soaping her him up, and um, just do the whole the whole 
servants kind of in the back thing. Oh, um, beautiful. You can even places, you know, if you wish. But talk about a, a different but lovely Valentine. You know, inside yeah. your Valentine, say one, one private bath given by me. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, is, that is so devotional. I love that. Yeah. And um, uh, and also um, in the chat, um, uh, Doctor Sweets, who has always a lot of great things to contribute, says rent a luxury hotel room. Uh, yes, not even um, considered that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just for a for a day and a night. That's it. You know, okay. um, and I would also say if yeah. you mm-hmm. you know even if you're like really in a very cramped quarters or things like that there's um massaging someone with oils if not a bath is also good and um we mentioned oil of gladness but any of the love oils um if diluted with massage oil or lotion makes a really nice um gesture most people really like to have their feet massaged and uh massaging from the feet toward the heart from the hands toward the heart uh there are a number of really good books on tantric sex massage that you might want to look into and but you just you know the closer you get to the the little mucous membranes the the less of the essential oils you can have they have to be um diluted in your lotion or your oil and um that's very powerful um gift to give someone too is a sexual massage oh yeah oh the touch we- Mm-hmm. We should put in a, a plug too for the Lucky Mojo massage oils because mm. they're they're quite amazing and um, definitely made well, thank for you. this sort. Yeah, yeah, Lucky Swastika penis oil and uh, Lucky Clover vulva oil, and that brings mm. up um, the book Vulva Mancy, and um, mm. by. Dr. Jeremy Weiss, and this is a book on uh, divination through reading women's pussies, and um, it's something that, uh, (laughs) depending on how adventurous you and your mate are, if you have a female mate, um, offer to do a vulva reading. Be nice. Hi, honey, it's Valentine's Day. I'm going to give you a vulva reading. I actually don't even uh, I, know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some. It's Done really a good book. It, it really is a good book, and it gives you some good ideas. Imagine a nice Valentine's Day greeting card with a heart on it, and then your free ticket. You get three tickets. You know, in your in your card, ticket number one, a, a vulva reading. Ticket number two, a a free tantric massage, and ticket number three. You know, um, your favorite chocolate, whatever. I mean, as many as many tickets as you want to. Mm. Have them claim their tickets. Maybe we'll start with the chocolate first, just to get get (laughs) (laughs) work our way up. And and Volva Mancy does have some sex uh, spells in it too, just like Down Home Sex Magic does. Okay. Yes. So yeah, there's a that's a that's a you know you got to get yourself a little warmed up in order to warm them up. Okay. And there is our music. All right. Well, I hope we got everybody warmed up. Um, 
let's turn this over to Cliff Lowe, who is going to um, tell us whatever it is we're going to do next after we get our heads out of other people's private parts. <laughs> of course, this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Work Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic counter practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. You receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly, call one eight eight for Hoodoo or visit hoodoopsychics.com and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to today's client. All right, our caller is April, calling from area code 610. April, are you there? Yes, I am. Excellent. You indicated that you had not had readings on the situation. Welcome. All right, you wrote that um, our dog, Foxy, has been missing since 1230 at Sunday, February 6th, when he ran out the front door. He has a history of getting out, but he's always been found by a neighbor or after he returns shortly thereafter. Um, This time he ran out so quickly to the cul-de-sac across from us down the hill behind the houses towards the construction site. No one has seen him since. We have posted uh, on Find Toby and many other forums as well as passed out flyers. We're very blessed. Many people um, in the community have helped drive around and look for him. Uh, called vets and rescues and passed along the info, but still we've got nothing. It's as if he disappeared in the thin air. Will he come back? Is he still out there? Is he alive? Has someone taken him? What spells can I do to help him get home? All right, turning it over to you, Miss Cat. All right. Well, I'm so sorry this happened. Um, I'm going to ask a couple of questions. Number one. Okay. Is is the dog microchipped? Yes. Good. That's good. Um, That's at least a way you can prove it's your dog if the dog is seen again. Microchip, I just tell everybody, you know, it's so sad if you didn't microchip. Number two, Mm -hmm. how old is the dog? Um, He's six, six years old. All right, so he knows his way back home. He's an adult dog. And number three, what breed is the dog? Um, he's a mix, he's a mutt, but he's definitely part corgi. He lo- he looks like a fox. Like if a huh. corgi was a little taller. Okay. Hmm. All right. I understand. Yeah, corgis do have that foxy look. I understand what you're talking about. All right. Well, I'm going to turn this over to Contraman to do the first reading. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to do so, and I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, the anxiety of a of a pet disappearing or a pet not being in the house where they're supposed to be is a real one, uh, and it's uh, a sort of gnawing feeling that keeps at you until they are successfully returned home. So my heart's with you. I'm I'm all there, uh, and 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 I get it. I get it. It's it's a pain in the ass. Um, but I'm going to pull a few cards here to see, is there a chance of return, what you can do, what can, you know, is there an opportunity to bring this person, this, uh, uh, this beloved pet back? Um, so we can, mm-hmm. we can take a look and see what, what your options are here. So the first card that I have is the uh, Nine of Cups. And the Nine of Cups 
means that as things stand, you've done uh, a lot of practical work. You've put the work in that hopefully will pay off. This is a merchant who's got all their cups aligned, who's done the work, and is now sort of reaping the benefits of it, meaning you've planted enough seeds. Even the fact that you're getting a reading now is a very good indication, indication that, yes, you know, you're doing, you're taking the right steps to ensure that, uh, you know, if you can actually hear in the background, there's a dog barking. So we'll take that as a sign. Uh, we'll take that as a oh, wow. omen. That, that's a very good sign. My neighbor's dog just literally started barking and this dog never barks. Oh. Literally, I walk by all wow. the time and they've never barked. So I'm listening to this little dog bark right now. Uh, and if they do it again, I'm just going to pause so you can hear it. So I will take that as an omen because we in the spiritual community take omens as serious things. We believe they're real and we believe the spirit speaks to us through nature. So as we're doing this reading, this nine of cups is a good indication that the work has been done. The next card is the queen of wands. And the queen of wands is a person who is a magician, a sorceress, but one who is grounded in nature. Uh, this is an indication of your own natural abilities. You have some some sight. I'm not sure if you're a reader yourself yes. or you've ever done readings. Oh, there you go. So the queen of wands is right I'm there. I'm a reader. person. You're a reader. Okay, that makes perfect sense. The Queen of Wands is a reader. She's a, she's a witchy person. She has abilities. Yeah. Trust in those intuitions. Trust in your abilities to bring your pet home. Know also, know also, and this is the key here, that natural magic in particular is going to be your ally. I would highly recommend some type of uh, sachet that you make, some herb sachet or some a mojo bag that you can hang over the door to draw in. This might be really well done if you have. You can find some hair of the dog. It's pretty easy to find in the mm-hmm. house. You just got to you know take a little bit. This will be really really powerful. And then of course the Queen of Wands in the traditional rider weight literally has a cat in it. So the the, the pet has, is back <laughs> yeah. the feet of the matches. So it's a cats. good good answer. <laughs> The final card, which tells us what you can expect, is the King of Cups. And the King of Cups is an individual out in the waters, uh, and they are not on the most stable of ground. So all the work that you've done may lead to a positive news coming to you. The King of Cups has a little fish jumping out of the water. That's always a sign of fish are always a sign of messages that are going to arrive. So you'll hear some type of sign, some type of omen, something from somebody Soon, but the way forward is actually quite rocky, and so there'll be a little bit of a roller coaster. There will be some tensions, and it may be unclear to you immediately. So, in the immediate, you might not be able to see your way forward. Put yourself on solid ground. Put your feet squarely onto the ground, and see if um, you know there's a, uh, a a chance that you know uh, you can you know hold on to your spiritual confidence, even as things kind of get kind of weird for you. So don't fall into self-doubt. Yeah. Don't fall into trouble, because if you do, you're only going to let yourself sink into those depths. So put your trust in your abilities. Put your trust into your sight. The next thing I did is I just did a real quick uh, interrogate, uh, horary reading, just casted a real quick chart, real briefly to take a look and see maybe where the pet is, and we generally do that by examining the moon. So the moon is in Cancer in the 11th house. So near some type of water, perhaps around some type of near a friend, near a colleague, near some type of social setting. So this might be perhaps a park with running water or someone uh, who is is somewhat connected to you, not what we would consider a close friend. That generally can fall Mm -hmm. in places like the fifth house, but someone who has some type of connection may be the uh, link to finding uh, your your lovely pet here, your dog, Foxy. So that's what I see here. I'm going to turn this over to Deacon Miller, and then wow. we'll have Miss Cat come in with some advice. 
Thank you. All right. Well, I'm going to pull three cards from the Secret Dakini Oracle deck here and see what they have to share. The first card is Wheel of Great Time. And this card shows the goddess Kali at the center of a wheel. She's holding swords, which are sort of the hands of a clock. Um, and this is a, a difficult card because it basically says you're going to have to be patient. And hmm. that's never something we want to hear in these kind of situations. Um, but this feels like it's already gone on too long and that mm -hmm. it may go on for longer. So um, be prepared for that. Second card here, uh, okay, the second card is called Threefold Riddle. This card shows three women dressed in burkas from head to toe. We cannot see them. This is something that I, as the reader, cannot see. It's like a black hole in my vision, so I'm not going to count it as one of the three cards. But often it says that there's something that the client isn't remembering or knows themselves that I'm not allowed to see. So I'll pick another card for the second card. It is self-preservation. This card shows a mummy in the cold desert at night all wrapped up, um, and it suggests that there may be um, some health issues for Foxy. Something may have gone yeah. wrong, but that, that there's a, a trying to preserve um, self here. So that bodes well in the situation, I would say, um, because you can't preserve yourself if you're totally gone. Right, Final and he, he does have Lyme disease, so. Oh, mm -hmm. okay, okay. So that's, that's another aspect of the self-preservation that I didn't see. Interesting. The final card here is Guardian. Um, and this card actually shows a fierce temple dog <laughs> um, mm. guarding the temple. Oh, my God. Um, and so there may be a, almost a sense that he that running off was a way of um, protecting someone or something, that there was some sense of mission in this. It, this card also says that um, that there are protective forces at work here, um, and that is, that is a very good thing as well. So um, not, not oh, dramatically terrible, but um, I, I wish there was a sign of, yes, you know, tomorrow, um, mm -hmm. but it looks like there's still some time at work here. Um, perhaps Ms. Kat can, can guide you to some things that will uh, help the situation. Thank you very much. Yeah, those were very interesting readings. Um, I, I'm going to ask a Conjurman a question. On your horror chart, do you still have that up in front of you? Yes, I do. I was actually just going to mention uh, to her uh, real briefly that Friday, this Friday, some news will come your way. Okay, I was going to I was going to ask in a more my style. What's sure. the um, What's the ruler of the fifth house, and where is that ruler? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. So the ruler of the fifth house is, uh, so Capricorn is the fifth house, and the ruler right. is uh, Saturn in the sixth house in Aquarius. Mm, okay. All right. So uh, that that's not great, um, but it's mm. not disastrous, you know. 
Mm. I mean, this is know, at least it's not animals in traditional uh, astrology, so it can I'm... be taken as. The yeah, sixth house yeah. also represents animals in traditional astrology, right. so not, not that house, bad of a sign. Fifth house is often children and pets, and so that's oh. a, um, why we would look to the ruler of the fifth house and see where that ruler was. Sixth house can be health, and it can also be labor. At least it's, you know, I mean, you know, it's not something, it's 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 good, but not great, and it's not horrible, like it's not Pluto in the eighth house, okay? So, you know, I mean, it's okay. Now, I'm going to give you some um, uh, root work advice and, and, you know, an idea for a spell. Do you have a photo? Of course you must, because you've put up cards and, and notices about the dog, yeah. right? Correct. All right. So um, I'd like you to get... A photo, frame it, um, use an easel frame, something that will stand up, or alternatively, print it out and paste it onto a glass vigil light, you know, a glass tube light, you know what I'm talking about? And um, you could, yeah, you could use a white one, those are used for any kind of plea or, you know. Um, put a picture of the dog on the candle label. The there are also two saints that I would ask you to work with. Mm. One is Saint Saint Francis of Assisi, and the uh, who is known for his help for wild animals is often shown with a wolf, which is related to dogs, of course. And the other is Saint Martin de Porres, who was a, oh, okay. a, a a Peruvian, a black man who apparently opened what we would now call the first veterinary clinic because of racial prejudice. He was not allowed to become a doctor. He was allowed to work in the pharmacy in a hospital and to clean the hospital. But after hours, he would go to his sister's house where he healed and practiced upon animals. So he's sort of a saint of veterinarians. And he's represented as with a dog, a cat, a white dove and a little mouse or rat. He healed all types of animals. So I would put up uh, pictures of them flanking this or put them together. You can photo collage St. Francis, your dog, and uh, St. Martin de Porres. But make sure you have a picture of St. Martin de Porres, not as a pharmacist. You want the picture of him with the animals, and you want St. Francis not just wandering about, but you want him with the animals. That's important. Okay? Um, you're going to, um, you can light uh, this candle, but I want you to light it in such a way that it is in a windowsill that can be seen from the street. In other words, it's you're putting out your light out where it can be seen. And you might have to do a little furniture arranging or whatever you're going to need to do. That candle would be like putting a, you know, a, a, a call out to the world. And you would um, dress it um, with um, return to me oil. Return to me is usually used for human love, but that's what you want here. If you had... Okay. Um, if you had oil for St. Francis or if you had oil for Martin de Porres, both of which Lucky Mojo happens to make, you would blend those in. But Return to Me oil is really a classic, and it's to bring someone back from a distance. You would also want to mix into it safe travel oil because I, I believe that if this dog is alive, it has not yet found its way home. Either someone has gotten it, that king of... Um, of cups with the ship in the background that's kind of indicates someone might have moved it off its track um mm. and i would uh just just think about 
um, safe travel. If the dog is traveling, it should be able to be safe. If it's in someone else's house and breaks out, it should be able to come home. But this is um, uh, something that you would want to um, pray over. And I would pray every morning and every night. Pray in the morning, let this be the day that Foxy comes home. And in the night, as the sun goes down and you light, um, you know, put that candle where it can be seen in the night. You're going to say, um, if Fo- as Foxy is out for another evening, you know, let it be a, a kind people, let it be... Um, some food to eat and come home safely by morning. Okay? So I don't see that you can do something to move this forward very quickly based on the uh, things that I heard in the readings, that this is not yet exactly happening. But also, of course, I know you're using all Internet means. You've contacted all the veterinarians and made sure they have pictures, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've, okay. we've been, you know, the community's been great. They've all really helped, too. Good, yeah. good. And I'm going to say something else. This is not to make you sad or to shame you, but I'm going to say that every dog that is not um, held on a leash should be trained for a positive, firm recall. It's the first thing yeah. that you need before you let your dog off a leash as a puppy when you're out. A dog with a good recall is... Um, not just a, a dog that knows and loves you, but knows to stay out of danger. And training recall is hard. It's not the easiest thing to train a dog to do. But when you get that dog back or when you get another dog, remember what I said. It's not just about sit, stay, lie down, give me a paw, but train for a recall. And that recall should be firm and immediate. And if it takes dog training classes or a guide to help you do that training. I, I've seen so many dogs' lives saved by that, including my own. Just about to run into the street, had a firm recall, came back. And I've also had a dog die, ran into the street, and didn't have a firm recall, liked to wander just a little ahead of the people, you know, ran into the street, hit by a car. So I've, I've, I know that a firm recall is so important. Also, train it with hand signs as well as audio, um, you know, verbal speaking, because dogs do go deaf sometimes. And if they go Mm -hmm. deaf and you've been training a hand signal, they can hear it. So not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just trying to help anybody else, you know, who who might face such a tragic situation and such a frightening situation. I really hope for... Um, yeah. The best here. I I hope that things will be good. Does anybody have anything else to add? Just real quickly, uh, would... uh, you know, put your trust in your work. Uh, you're not out of the woods yet. It's not you know clear green green light yet. But every night or every whatever the feeding time is, pour out a little bit of the dog's food as you call to them. <gasps> Spiritually speak to the dog. Oh, Get nice. keep the routine going. Pour that because maybe the dog will hear it, maybe Foxy will hear it, but also it's a spiritual act. There's food waiting you for you to come home. Come back home. Pour the food out. Call out to Foxy. Foxy, come home. Foxy, come home. And just keep that up until the, until Foxy returns. Wonderful. And I'm going to go one step further. Put that food outdoors um, okay. so that it can be smelled. And also, um, if there are other animals, you'll be helping them, of course. You know, whether it's a blue jay or a raccoon or a stray dog, you'll be helping them, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Wow. 
Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. All right. Well, we wish you all the best. Yes, okay. good luck. Good luck. Um, so uh, I heard that Deacon Millet had a suggestion. Uh, we'll give you 30 seconds, Deacon Millet. Yes, please. <laughs> I was going to add that St. Anthony is also oh, very of good. Of course. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, yeah. the triumvirate. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for adding that. Of course, put all three of them around. St. Anthony is the the saint for those that are lost and or things that are lost. St. Anthony, St. Anthony, please come down. Someone is lost and can't be found. St. Anthony, St. Anthony, to you I pray. Bring Foxy back without delay. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Sorry about that. Now let's move on to our fabulous network schedule announcement and our free spell. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment from our special guest, Deacon Millet of fouraltars.org in the high desert of California. Take it away, Deacon Millet. All right. Well, we've spoken already a little bit about Venus and Mars, and um, my spell is going to focus on them. Uh, Those planets are going to be exactly conjunct on February 16th and March 6th. So I've planned this working as a two-part working um, to create a mojo bag for Mars and Venus. Um, So just note those dates. And um, to start with, the mojo bag itself, it can be red, it can be green, or if you're somebody who is good at sewing, you can sew half green and half red together for this mojo bag. Um, If you have difficulty with taking action, if you're a procrastinator, if you're blocked in some way, then select red, which is the color of Mars. If you have difficulties in love, if you have difficulties with the things that you desire not being exactly right for you, um, choose green for Venus. So we're going to include four elements in this bag, two on the first day and two on the second day. Um, For Venus, you're going to want to include a copper penny and a piece of rose quartz. And for Mars, we'll be including uh, John the Conqueror root and some red jasper. So the first night of the working, February 16th, you'll select one item for Mars and place it next to a red chime candle. And you'll select one item for Venus and place it next to a green chime candle. As those are burning, you're going to light an incense of rose or myrtle for Venus and dragon's blood for Mars. And 
contemplate as these candles burn and as this incense burns the powers of action and reception, um, love and strength. Um, let the candles burn halfway and then snuff them out, blow incense smoke into your mojo bag and place your two items within it. On March 6th, about three weeks later, you're going to repeat the whole thing with the second half of the chime candles and the other two items for Venus and Mars. And of course, you can select many, many possible items. I'm just giving you two for each that will work. When it's all done, you'll have a simple charm to help combine um, your actions and your desires. One of the most wonderful things about those born under the natal confluence of Venus and Mars, boy, can they get things done. They know what they want, and they make them happen, and that is a wonderful thing to watch. Um, you can renew this mojo bag on Tuesdays and Fridays, the day for Mars and the day for Venus, um, and just spend 15 minutes simply recharging it or set it next to a candle that you're going to light for those planets. And I hope that this is something that uh, can help you bring these elements together. I happen to have Venus square Mars, and believe me, it is not something you want to deal with. Mm. Um, so there you have it. Wow, that's really, really great. Mm. i got to just say something about I'm born with Venus conjunct Mars myself, and mm. I remember you as a young man, Deacon Millet, and me just despairing. How could we ever fix Venus Square Mars? How can we how can we fix it? And um you know, it it's it really is um wonderful testimony to to miracles and magic and there you are, a happy camper. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and well married, well married, and married for a long time, and that's just so wonderful. So, um, unlike me, with I mean, everyone says, "Oh, you have Venus conjunct Mars, boy, that must be sexy." Yeah, but you end up with like 150 different lovers, and you can't even remember all of their names. Right? <laughs> so we have our drawbacks too. But um, putting Venus and Mars together um, would produce a lot of um, sexual heat. Whether you choose to use it to produce a marriage is partly what it is you're going to uh, pray and also what things you choose to represent Venus and Mars. And so there mm. are different different things can be used to represent them. Um, for instance, I know people who for Mars would include a rusty nail in red jasper. Now that's a real nice thing but it's also a little on the rough side compared to John the Conqueror root, you see. So think about the symbolism of what you put into this uh, bag. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, of course, me, I'm so old-fashioned. There was a, one year, I think it was 1943, they made steel pennies. Remember that? Steel pennies. They're kind of rare now. They made them in the war to save copper. I'd put in a copper penny and a steel penny, but you'd have to pay a lot of money to get a steel penny now. <laughs> but mm. see, those are those are the kinds of things that uh, magicians learn mm. and work with is symbolism and uh, mm -hmm. tradition, both. Mm. We should. Uh, I should just also point out that uh, 
No matter what your natal placements are, there's ways of overcoming. So don't despair. Deacon Miller is proof of it, right? You get a particularly funky or unhappy or relationship between Venus and Mars or Venus isn't doing too well in your chart. Don't despair. There are w- ways of ameliorating. Hoodoo is a very optimistic tradition. That's right. I'm I'm married to a man who was born with Venus retrograde, and um, and um, and we're happy. But you know, he he ran plumb into my uh, Neptune and and fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, uh, and by the way, all three of us, uh, Deacon Millet and Contrabandali and and me, do astrology readings for everything. But we all mm. love to do love charts. Uh, get the two charts of you and the prospective person, or just get your own mm-hmm. chart and ask us, what do we think about it? And the prices are reasonable, and uh, you can find us all at the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, and uh, get your get your chart done. All right. Well, thank you so much, Deacon Millet. It's always fun to talk about love with you. Always a thank fun you. panel with Deacon Millet. <laughs> yeah. And thank love you, you Contraman. You're 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 right up there with the with the best of the people who want the baths and the chocolates and the massages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're the luxury lovers of the Zodiac. All right, now we're going to turn it over to our our announcer, uh, Clifford, and he's going to give us our announcements, and we're going to come back and maybe get to say goodbye. All right, thank you, Ms. Kat and Conjurman, and thank you, Dickie Millett of FortAlters.org and the High Desert of California for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest will be Ms. Robin of RobinsMojo.com in Northern California, bringing us the topic of blessings and protection. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curia Company in Forestville, California. Um, and you can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman at Conjurman Consulting in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Clifford Lowe, joining you from cliffo.com. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thank you, everybody, and goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. And a special shout-out to Doc Murphy who says, uh, maybe there's hope for me. Yes. And maybe, like Deacon Millett, with Venus Square Mars Natalie, you too can become a love specialist and guide other people to love because mm-hmm. you know how to get there yeah. the hard way. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, I guess the only things I have left to say is, remember, Hoodoo Heritage Festival is on for August, so look for news soon. All right. Good night, All right. everybody. Good night, all. Good night.